0: Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip.
1: Vegas, baby.
0: With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN.
1: Can I call Marco Daddy?
0: VR seems Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Show, a pregame.com podcast. This is segment one. We're going to be talking NBA handicapping. Uh, I'm joined with my partner in crime, as usual, Vegas Runner. Uh, NBA playoffs, they start Saturday. We're taping on Thursday. And let me tell you, they came out, NBA playoffs, they came out with the lines basically. You know, at noon our time, Vegas. And that's three o'clock Eastern. Eastern yeah, it's crazy, um, and that just goes to say that the sports books—they're shell shocked. You know, in the last couple of years, they got roughed up a little bit in the playoffs, uh, especially two years ago. They're just—you know—they're intimidated to come out with these lines yeah, right and away,
1: and they know there's no longer that pride of we got the first number out there. You know, before books. Prided themselves on, we're willing to put out a number and go ahead, bet into it, tell us where we're wrong. Now it's like, They want to find out where they're wrong before they even book a single penny, you know, and then the rest get to move the number on air without ever even booking a penny. So, I mean, the game's really changed. But what the the books need to realize is the wise guys have changed their approach as well. They're not going to tip their hand immediately like they did back in the day where they were going to tell you right away where you're off. Now they're throwing, you know, those fades and wait until later to come back on another side.
0: Interesting stuff. NBA playoff handicapping, it's a different animal than the regular season. Uh, You still do the basic things that you do all year, but the difference is in in NBA playoff rather than regular season is you're going to play maybe seven games in a row against the same team. Uh, For a situational handicapper, it gives you a great, advantage for the ebb and flow of how a series is going. You get to watch these teams, watch the matchups. Vegas, they're going to, like, you know, we talked before we come on air, you know, you said... the line's going to be the line. They're going to come out with their power ratings and things are not going to change that much. No, they're going to adjust
1: barely based on perception alone just a little bit and they're going to stick to their guns like they did like we spoke about a couple years ago and they got hurt because they weren't willing to adjust the number and say, you know what, we were off. Maybe they shouldn't be a six-point favorite at home. Maybe they should be a nine Mm -hmm. and you know they weren't willing to do that. So I think there you're right. That's where you get an edge because they're going to stick to those power ratings they know Team A is going to be this much of a favorite at home, that much of a dog on the road. And from then, they're just hoping that the you know money comes in balance. But I think you'll have a huge edge if you're a situational guy like yourself because of that fact that the number is going to stay where it
0: is, but the situation around the game changes. Well, the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about situational handicapping in the NBA playoffs, you've got two kinds of teams. You've got a team that fought and clawed right down to the final week of the season to maybe make a playoff spot. Now, this year there was really only one playoff spot left up for grabs in the final week of the season. Right, the East. The the East, when it was the battle between Chicago and Toronto. Toronto. And it actually literally went down to the last day. Chicago had to win or a Toronto loss for them to excuse me get the uh, the win, win their way into the playoffs now they're facing a team that's been on cruise control for the last 2 weeks of the season cleveland had everything wrapped up you know yeah. best record you already know, discussing
1: <clears throat> 10 days ago whether they what players want to rest what players want to continue
0: playing so do you view it as an advantage or a disadvantage The team that come in having to fight or the team that was in on cruise control? Uh, If you're an
1: experienced team that's been there and done that, I think getting a chance to rest a little bit can be an advantage because you know what it's going to take in the playoffs. You know the kind of intensity you need to bring day in and day out. I think if you're not a team that's experienced playing as a unit. Now you might have experienced guys who've been in playoffs with other teams, mm-hmm. but I'm saying right here this unit, this team if they don't have that experience of playing together and, and knowing how to turn it on when they have to I think the rest could be bad because when you're playing top level competition you just can't turn the switch on and off at your choosing and we've seen that backfire on teams a lot in the past so I, I think that's where you need to you know distinguish between is it a veteran ball club or not a veteran ball club, at least as far as playing together. Now, a team that's called their way in, obviously, they're playing with momentum because they got in. So the momentum's positive momentum. But with that said, how much effort did you exert? And now you have to play a series, like you said, where you may face this same team seven times. And I think physically you have to be, you know, have the ability to play those seven games. Now,
0: taking what you're just saying, and I agree with everything that you've just said, but I'm going to take it a step farther. I think at the beginning of the series, the team that fought their way into the playoffs has an advantage over the team that was on cruise control. Because you were full throttle all the way to the end. You're playing it peak performance because you won your way into the playoffs in that other team we've seen it happen in football yeah, we yeah, all, all the time they get out of sync you you can't you never can simulate game speed in practice, no. I don't care what you do. In in a case like you know the Cavs in, in Chicago, I mean, let's face it, that is the scenario. Sure, Chicago clawed their well, way Yeah, in, that's the perfect they example. They had to come from they had to come from behind because Toronto had the leg up on them, and then the tiebreaker and all the, the injury to Bosch really you know put yeah. the you know put Dis- the kibosh to yeah, and in, the to to season for them. But uh, I think that Chicago could possibly go into Cleveland and steal one of those play. games or at least definitely make a game of it and you're gonna be getting, you know, a sizable number yeah, there. Will. And then but as you take the series and it draws its way out the cream rises. The cream rises to the top and the the team the better team is gonna make their stand. And the but,
1: question that I wanted to pose to you um, that we definitely need to cover on this podcast is what we all hear about year in, year out for the last 10, 15 years when you reach the NBA playoffs, and you've been around doing it longer than I have, so I know you've heard it more than I have, being an excellent basketball handicapper like you are, zigzag. Give it to me. Lay it on me.
0: The zigzag flip-flop, whichever way you want to call it, that's probably one of the most popular. Everyone's heard of it. In It's a scenario that it, it was like gold. Year, you know, few years back. But like anything else, when you start to talk about things and Lose it, its it value, l- yeah, it loses its value because you know, as we're becoming smarter, yeah, Vegas, you know, it has we, to adjust to, to really, the. It's like the the best example of that is, and we got about two and a half minutes left here, is. Monday night home dogs. Yeah, how how much money they were free money it was there back was in the free day. Free money and then yeah. everybody's writing their articles, yeah. writing their books, uh, and yeah. you know, selling systems, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, Vegas isn't idiots. Yeah. They got they know if everybody's gonna be playing something a certain way, they've gotta to adjust to the market. Yes, so and the right. market was to do that, and the zigzag has lost a little bit of its value because it is so wide, widely known. So they had to adjust the they number had, a bit. They start to adjust it a little bit. That you're not, you know, you know, because in common sense, if a team wins, if they're minus seven and they win by twelve, you, you should see the line automatically go they're to up. eight. You sure, should sure, maybe go sure. to seven and a half or eight. Sure. But because of the zigzag theory. It's not making the jumps that it used to make, and you're so and you're having to take you having up. to take the same number God, in the God, next yeah. game. But where to look at it from a mechanical standpoint, why it works is let's face it: when you win that first game, and especially in the first round where they draw out the schedule right, for whatever right, reason, you know the first round you, you you'll play Saturday, not and and play a, Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's crazy. If you're the team that won Game One and you won easily. What do you do different when you go to the chalkboard and prepare for game 2? Yeah, and everything is not much. Everything you did worked on the flip side or the zigzag of it. If what you did in game one didn't work, you've yeah, got to you gotta come up with a new game plan and a new plan of attack. Now so you
1: have it. the time to do it. You
0: have the time to do it. You have the advantage because you know what you're going to change, but your opponent doesn't know what you're going to change. and not You could the assume they're going to play the same way. Right, because why would they change? Everything yeah. worked great. And I think that's the reason the zigzag works as good as it does. in this, As a situation, as but a so what you're is. saying is now the line value isn't as, 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 not as, as great as, as it is. It used to right. be. Vegas isn't adjusting from game one to two like they as did. much as they did in the past. But I'll tell you what, if a team looks so good in game one that Vegas does adjust it, you know, a point and a half or follow two, follow the points, zigzag. Well, that's when the zigzags did at its best because if the team looked that good, it, remember what I've always said nobody's as good as their best game. Right, or as bad as their the worst. Hey, we got to wrap this up. That was segment one of our podcast this week. I'm Marco D'Angelo. He's Vegas Runner. Check out all of our videos at pregame.tv, and you can always download and listen on iTunes. Just search for pregame.com. This is segment two of four. We're going to take a look at a big game preview. It doesn't get any bigger than the NBA playoffs. Oklahoma City at the LA Lakers. I'm your host, Marco D'Angelo, joined by Vegas Runner, VR. Playoff start Saturday. We're taping on Thursday. Hit me up with the numbers on this game. This game's being played on Sunday. Oklahoma City. At engage. L.A. Okay, they uh, put the series price
1: up at the Lakers, minus 800 And the take back, plus 650 on Oklahoma City. If anything, I think that's going to drop some, Mark. I, I could see people taking a shot with Oklahoma City. You know, they like the team. They're exciting. And... Uh, All the talk about how beatable the Lakers are this year. I don't think there's going to be too many people rushing to lay 800. To win back a dollar on them. For the series price at least. Getting to the game on Sunday. Lakers come out as a minus 8 point favorite. Total of 197. So far we've seen the total come down a little bit. To 196 and a half. So there was some under money when that line first went up. And uh, as far as to win it all. Lakers are five to two to win the championship, and Oklahoma City's forty-five
0: to one. Well, there's no question that Oklahoma City. This is their first time into the playoffs since they moved from Seattle. Um, young team, exciting team. Yeah. Uh, just at, actually at lunch, Vegas Runner and myself, we were talking, uh, discussing this Oklahoma City team. To me, this Oklahoma City team. Reminds me of the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, couple, yeah, you said that a couple and years yeah, absolutely ago. Right. You're they're, absolutely right. They're a right. young team that you know is surprising some people. I mean, let's face it, uh, the West is the conference. I mean, top to bottom, even though they're a number eight seed, you know, you move them over to the East, you know, and and they dominate. I yeah. mean, the, the Lakers, as as good as they are, and how they're only five to two to win
1: it all. Only ended up winning seven more games than Oklahoma City did. You know,
0: when you really look at the from, season record, from top to bottom, seven games. As close as, as, as you're going to get. And if you actually throw the Lakers out and take it from two to eight, yeah, it's it's within a game, yeah. game and a half, it, right there. It, it's crazy. But Oklahoma City, they're exciting. I think they're going to be a, a team that's we're going to hear about. In the future, if they keep the, the yeah. nucleus of this team together, um, but honestly, I think they're a little uh, bit away. Yeah. Yeah. They're not mature
1: enough, Marco, to take the series. But I do think they're young enough to enjoy themselves enough that they could make it a tough series for the Lakers. And if they do manage to take them late into the series, you know what kind of toll is that going to play? on the Lakers going forward if this young Oklahoma City team you know, is able to push the Lakers to six or seven games, which may or may not happen. I think the key, the bottom line is you got to lay it out there. Lakers, it's going to come down to the health of Andrew Bynum. It seems like we say this every single year. One year he does play in the playoffs, one year he doesn't. But again, I think this year, more than any other, because the fact the Lakers just are not deep. When you look at that team, and we saw what happened to them down the stretch when Kobe decides not to play or or you don't see that effort there, this team doesn't have the talent to get it done on their own, on sheer talent or coaching alone. And I think not having a deep bench, if, oklahoma city's able to push them six or seven games it might make it easier on the rest of the west to beat the lakers and not have them represent the western conference when the finals roll around
0: well looking at this game uh this is going to be my free pick uh you're going to have yours in another video uh i'm going to make a play on this game and i look long and hard at two sides. Well, actually the side in total, I should say. And I was between using the Lakers and using the game over. Um, if you look at the previous meetings, the public in this game they're going to want to take a shot with Oklahoma City. They're the the young, darling team. They're exciting to they watch. They covered three of four. I mean, you know, they, they played stre- them they, tough. They except for that the one Lakers.
1: blowout that they had. They played them tough and
0: blew the Lakers out in right. the
1: last meeting.
0: The last meeting, I mean, it was an embarrassment for yeah. the Lakers, 91-75. to 75. So I think that one of the problems you have often in a first-round one versus eight seed is that sometimes that team comes in and takes the the number eight seed for granted. That's not going to happen here with the Lakers because of the way Oklahoma City played them this year and that last game. You know the Lakers I think are going to come out and make a statement. And I'm going to go ahead and make my official free pick for this week's podcast. And by the way, my free pick's 22 and 11. The last 33 weeks, Vegas runner 19 and nine with. Is. So we've been outstanding, both of us here on the show. I'm going to take the Lakers. I am going to lay that eight points and uh, grab the Lakers, lay the points. I also, you know, going to hedge here. I think the Lakers were embarrassed by only scoring 75 points against Oklahoma City in that last meeting. I think Kobe and company are going to come out and move the ball up the court. Normally in the playoffs, I have a tendency to look under first. I need to have a reason to go over because the defensive ten- intensity yeah, is it, so much yeah. more during the playoffs than it would be a regular yeah. season game. But I think this game's going to be played at an up-tempo, and I like the Lakers. And if you want to hedge it, you can take the Lakers over as well. But my official free pick, take the Lakers minus the points. I think they end up winning this by 11 to 14 points. That's my, I, that's my free I, pick. I point. was a little surprised that this
1: line coming out short at 8 I mean obviously 8 isn't a small number but this is a team that's 5-2 to to win it all they're expected to win the championship pretty much or at least represent the West and yet they're only an eight point favorite. That shows you that I think you're right. The sports books are expecting some money from the public on Oklahoma City to be able to keep it close. And I think that the Lakers are getting a little disrespected here because when they went to Oklahoma City and they played that game back at the end of March that they lost, right. they got blown out in, they were actually a road favorite mm-hmm. in that game. Maybe only a one, one and a half point favorite, but they were a favorite, excuse me, nonetheless. Now they're only an eight-point favorite at home. And when you saw the first two games Oklahoma City went to L.A., they were getting double digits, 10, Absolutely. 10 and a half. Now, granted, that was early in the season. It was before anyone thought Oklahoma City would be as good as they are. But still, I think just based on that fact, you're getting some line value with the Lakers, which is such a, a rare thing. That, right. When are you ever going to say you're going to get line value with the L.A. Lakers? But Public I think in game one, you will. Gonna
0: be, you're going to always pay a price for them, and we are getting here. And if you want to make a comparison, and we'll be talking about um, your game, you're going to look at a number one right, versus eight right. seed. You know, in that one, uh, you know, Chicago's getting 11. And a, exactly. But that goes to show the difference of the disparity of the East and the West. Sure, the West. Sure. Because the West, like we said, from top to bottom, only seven games separated the league. You go to Cleveland to Chicago, 20 games yeah, separated one sure. to sure. eight. And, you know, it's a huge difference. But uh, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Um, That's my official free pick. Now, don't forget, and we got time here. I'm going to go ahead and give out a coupon where you can save $10. We love giving RJ's money away. Anything you want to buy this uh, weekend, uh, this coupon will be good through the weekend. And playoffs start, so let's make it playoffs10 one word playoffs in plural we've got the s in there and the number 10 you're going to get $10 off anything you purchase at pregamepros.com and what if i've seen $10
1: packages for
0: sale if it's $10 you get it for free (laughs) rj hates those ones but you get it for free so use that coupon you can use it uh, all weekend long it's good on any package Enjoy that, and don't forget also to go to pregame.tv, see all of our videos, and make a comment, make your prediction on this game. If you correctly predict the final score, we'll give you $100 in pregame dollars to spend however you want at the site. So also be sure to check us out on iTunes. You can download and listen. Just search iTunes, pregame.com. You'll find all of our library of great podcasts. He's Vegas Runner. I'm Marco D'Angelo. We'll be back with Segment 3, Big Game Preview. We're going to take a look at the Bulls and the Cavs. So Bulls.
1: For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com.
0: This is Segment 3, Big Game Preview. We're going to take a look at the NBA playoff matchup Saturday the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Chicago Bulls. Round one, game one, Vegas runner. Tell me the numbers. Good
1: series here. All right, the series price, are you ready? I'm ready. Cavs minus twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. And the take back on Chicago is plus sixteen hundred. Nice wow. VIG in there for the house to make a little profit.
0: Wow.
1: When you look I don't think at,
0: I've ever seen... I mean, you, you, we've been around. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Opening series Opening series
1: this high, man. It's ridiculous. But then when you look at what the odds are, future odds, to win it all, it, it kind of makes sense. Cavs are only 2-1 to one to win the whole thing. Bulls are 175-1. to one. Wow. So when you look at the future odds... It kind of makes sense why we're looking at such a high series price as well. But again, I can't see too many people <laughs> going to run to the window to lay 2500 to win 100 on Cleveland, who we saw last year were supposed to get to the championship as well, and that didn't happen. And this Bull team just may be young enough and talented enough to push them because they're 5-0 against them in the playoffs you know, obviously that's historical. You know, <laughs> yeah. so, how much does it pertain to today? I, I
0: think they had a. Exactly. Have some guy playing exactly, there. Back exactly. Then when that exactly. Exactly.
1: But when you look even a little closer during this year, you know, Chicago's played them okay. They they've played them tough. They got they got some talent on that team. I think the problem with Chicago is bottom line, they're just not deep. When you look at that team, it, it's filled with with top-notch starters, and they're a team that's going to be great, I think, in the future. It Once they get past the little problems they're having in, in interior with Del Negro and John Paxson. And, what do you
0: put the odds on, 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 on that match?
1: Paxson's minus 500 now. <laughs> I already knocked them out. But when Paxson beats you up, man, I mean, it's time to leave town. So I don't know if Del Negro is going to be back next year, but This Bulls team was actually preparing for the future. They more or less admitted to giving up on this year as far as we're planning for the future. They gave up Thomas early in the season during the trade deadline. They didn't try to pick up any missing piece. They're going with youth. you know. They got Derrick Rose, number one draft pick, who's showing why he is who he is. You have Noah, who everyone loves to play with. He's that guy who I think, although he doesn't get the points, is an elite player because he does everything that no one else wants to do. He's the, you know, he's you, have the that, you got that group. one guy yeah. who's willing to do whatever the team needs done. So they respect them because of that, and that's huge. And, and I like this nucleus they're building in Chicago. And I think it, in the offseason, with so many stars possibly going to free agency, if they could pick up a, a missing piece or two, you know, they're looking at, at, a, at a bright future. But today, They're just outclassed by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's tell it like it is. This team's poised to get to the championship and win one. They got Shaq there. I mean, they brought in Jameson. They got the pieces. They're deep now, too. They don't just have LeBron and company. The company actually... Has some star players, some quality there. That he has depth. There's no excuse. You got a couple centers. You got a couple power forwards. You got a couple guards. I mean, you got what it takes to at least represent the East. And I think they should come out extremely focused, especially after last year. Yeah, they haven't
0: got over you know losing last year to Orlando. Answer me this: If they do not get to the finals. Uh, and win. I, I mean, I think it's anything short of the finals is a failure. Yeah. failure. But I, I think, like you said, this is the year they've pulled out every stop to get it done this year. If they don't, is LeBron back next no. year? No. I think the
1: only way he comes back, Marco, is if he has a title to defend. Mm. And then you, you kind of don't want to leave the city hanging when you – you know, you're, you're the defending champ. It's right. like winning the title belt and saying, you know, I'm not going to defend it. Right. I, I'm a ch- I won the heavyweight championship of the world. That's enough for me. You know, I don't think he'll be able to leave if that happens just because of that pressure of defending the championship. If they don't, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's either, either the Russian in New Jersey is going to pay him the most obscene amount of money I've ever heard, or New York, someone is going to pick him up then. He's going to go if, to
0: the money, and uh, he's got to go to the he's money. He's going to get money wherever he Right, needs. right, right. But... If it comes to you know, if a ring is what he's looking for, it, yeah, you th- ain't gonna get it done there. It, I don't N- think New you Jersey, know. you know, it's a ring around the toilet bowl. You, you, you,
1: you got an owner who think who's willing to buy a championship, he says, but we haven't seen that work out too well. I mean, look at Cuban; he tried yeah. that a couple times and failed. Yeah, I mean,
0: he does have the number two seed in the West this year. This right? year, yeah, exactly. So we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Um, this is going to be your free pick, uh, Cleveland. You know, Chicago. <laughs> I, I got to
1: tell you, I'm not one to lay chalk early, but I think this is a position where you got to take Cleveland or leave the game alone. And at the number of ten, ten and a half, I'm willing to lay that with Cleveland. I'm going to tell you why. This Cleveland team reminds me of two years ago. Bear with me. The Philadelphia Phillies. The year prior, they were poised to make a big run. They had Hamill was having his best year pitching. Make a long story short. Colorado came in hot as anything and surprised them and knocked them out in that wild card round. Following year, Phillies come back. And what did they do in the playoffs? They pretty much swept everybody and went on to beat Tampa and beat champs. And I remember listening before the playoffs started and hearing players like Jimmy Rollins' exact words, last year was a wake-up call. We realized you can't just turn it on when you want. Every game's important, so we need to play every game like it's for a championship. And the team grabbed that motto and played with it through the whole playoffs and didn't give anyone a chance to even think that they could beat them. And I think, I mean, Cleveland looks like that kind of team where they were able down the stretch to get the rest they wanted. They have the pieces. I think they have the maturity. And I think now's the time where they say, let's just go out there and annihilate people not even let them think they have a chance to win this series and if anything i think it's game 1 where it'll be a little too overwhelming for
0: chicago and it should get ugly late well i'll uh, I'll chime in uh, i don't have an official pick here and again your free picks are 19 and 9 um I'm a little skeptical. I haven't made a decision yet on this game. Um, What I'm skeptical of is the fact that Cleveland really did shut that they down. shut everything down the last uh, week and a half, and that really bothers me, and people are going to look and say you know chicago shouldn 't even be in the playoffs. they got lucky because of Bosch getting the injury getting his face caved in um, is the only thing that got Chicago in here because Toronto had the eighth seed locked up, and you know and then they went in a absolute slide you know the last uh, two weeks of the season. I think that Chicago might be able to come keep in it here, close. keep it close in, in one of these first two. I games. think Game Two. That's what I think. I think uh, my reasoning
1: was: Cavs get all over this team in Game One, blow them out, and then Game Two, Chicago lets them know and they're, they're and in for a series. sassy, but I think if out. they, I just think if this team puts their A game on the floor,
0: they're more than 10
1: points better than Chicago. I agree
0: with you 100%. My my concern is... Will that, they put that A Will again. they do that A game? Because, you know, you just... I mean... Teams are not light switches. You can't. You, you can't. You can say it all you want. Yeah, they're always going to say the right things. Sure. Your rhythm. We've seen it so many times sure, in sure. football, timing and rhythm and everything. Sure. And let's face it. Even though the Bulls may or may not have backed their way into the playoffs, they're here they now. had yeah. to play the final week where every game was a must-win situation to get into the playoffs true, the way true. they did. And so they do have momentum going in. Granted, the, the momentum is a 500 team and. The playoffs with the eighth seed but that's why there's a point spread so uh, vr's official free pick is to take cleveland and lay the points now go to pregame.tv you can make your own prediction on this game if you predict the final score right on the money we'll give you a hundred dollars of pregame dollars and don't forget you can check all of our podcasts out go to iTunes, search pregame.com. You'll be able to see all of our podcasts. This was segment three. We're going to be right back with segment four. We're going to take a look at a baseball series this weekend Colorado invades Atlanta. So be sure to check that out. It's coming up next. Vegas runner, I'm Marco D'Angelo. Thanks for watching. For free real time odds, lines, and
1: scores, visit
0: pregamelines.com. This is segment four of four, big game preview. We're going to take a look at a baseball series for this weekend, preview the three days. We're going to talk about the Colorado Rockies invading the Atlanta Braves. That series starts on Friday night. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined by Vegas Runner VR. Tell me what you know about this series, and we'll uh, break this down. You know, I last week I'll, I will say that the Colorado Rockies was a team that I said I thought was value for future wagering. Uh, I think this team is a team that. Is going to improve this year. They came on strong the second half of last year. And if you remember a couple years back. The year prior, they they went on that that run. Sure. Picked up a lot of experience. So I, I think this team, with, you know, they had some youth, they're a little bit older, a little more experienced, you know. Starting pitching is always going to be a problem for Colorado because their numbers are going to be skewed. Because yeah, where the, you're playing, the park factor. You know, yeah, with that thin air and a ball, you just watch the ball fly there. But uh, I think this is a team that can make some noise You know, this year. A lot of people think the Braves are a team to be reckoned with this year because of that pitching staff.
1: Yeah, up until the season started, that's all we were hearing, that they might be that team that, you know, Passes the Phillies. They might be that spark in the National League that, you know, surprises everyone and comes out and has that banner year. And a lot of people were talking about the Braves. And so far, I mean, they're just a 500 ball club. They have, I mean, it's early in the season, don't get me wrong, but they haven't come out surprising anyone, you know, doing anything spectacular, even in their wins. On the flip side, I'm interested in this series to see, can Colorado win on the road? Because they're sitting at 5-3 and three as we tape this, but those wins came at home. They won the first game of the year on the road in Milwaukee, but lost the next two. Even though they did put up some runs, they ended up losing. So they're 1-2 and two on the road, and I really want to see... How does this team, are they capable of winning on the road? We know they're going to win some games in Colorado. They do every year. The key, I think, that this team, like it is every year, is can they do it on the road? Because we always saw how different... Their stats were, individual stats were, playing at home compared to playing in the road. You know, guys batting 400 at home, batting only 250 on the road. So, that's why I'm interested to watch this series. More importantly, I I agree with you 100%. Colorado's loaded. I I really think this team, I mean, no one's talking about them. And, And when I broke the club down, they're loaded. A lot of their pitching isn't healthy right now, and yet... I'm impressed with their starters. I've been impressed with their bullpen. They're playing better than the Bulls pitchers. I mean the Bulls. The <laughs> Braves pitchers have been pitching. I mean uh, their their bullpen I think has pitched better than, than the Braves has, so I think they have a pitching edge. Believe it or not, going into this one, and the Braves have not hit the ball at all all season. Marco, I think that's going to be a problem for this team. Looking at their lineup, mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going to get this all this power from. I, I don't yeah, see I it. I mean,
0: everybody thought that this was this was the up and coming team in the in the East, but um, the Friday night matchup we got Hamill versus Low. Oh, yeah. And, I actually like this matchup, and this came close for me being my free pick. Uh, instead, we went with uh, the basketball game, but Hamill in his last outing, um, it's kind of a misleading line. Um, he gave up four runs in seven innings, but all the runs came basically in one inning. He had one bad inning, and then you know he regrouped and settled down and really pitched a good ball game. Um, I think after him settling down in that game and finding his groove, it's going to carry over into this start. Um, Derek Lowe, on the other hand, even though he's 2-0 and oh, Run support he ended up getting He, that he got game. a yeah. ton of run support. Yeah. And we only had, games the Braves hit. He has not been overpowering. In that start, he walked seven batters in six innings of work he was dancing through the raindrops that whole game had runners on base and was just getting out of jam after jam i think that comes back and catches up to him plus you have the factor atlanta plays today we're taping on thursday they play a 6:30 eastern game on the west coast yeah in san, san diego. diego then they got to turn around fly east to start this series on Friday night, that's a horrible scheduling situation. It benefits Colorado. Um, I like Colorado on the Friday night game. I think they grabbed the first game of the series. I like Colorado as well. I think any game um, in this series,
1: you could back them because they're going to be a dog. And at plus money, I think they're a play on pretty much every game. Especially if you see a left-hander go for the Braves. And there's a good dog price on Colorado. Jump on it because they're just killing left-handed pitching. I mean, they're batting over 300 against lefties. So you see a lefty go up for the Braves. It's a matchup you want to go against, and definitely ride Colorado. Like I said when we started, I impressed with this Colorado team. I still need to be sold by watching them win a series like this. They don't have to sweep the Braves. Don't come out of there one and two. Mm -hmm. Don't get swept. Win the series. You win a series like this this early in the season on the road. I think it's it's a good it's it's good for the club. It's a springboard for them going forward. That we dominated home. We could beat. You know, a, a good team on the road. And I think that's the key to baseball. When teams go in and they just win series, them, they start to add yeah. up, going two and ones, two and ones. You win series, if next thing you know, you're in the
0: playoffs. The key to Colorado is if they can play 500 ball on the road, they will walk away with the West. Exactly. The exactly. The West is not strong. Uh, you know, everybody's, you know, the Dodgers just on, you know, uh, name and exactly. stars and uh, Joe Torrey. Exactly. But, talent wise the Dodgers, you know, they they've got some good, you know, starting pitching, but they're another ball club. Most of these teams in the West are going to have to scratch and claw. Look at San Fran, for every Look run. At San Fran, San Diego, San Fran, they they're all going to be searching Winning for power. Two, two one games. Like Air, you know, saying. Arizona, you know, they struggle for runs at times too. This Colorado team, they can score runs. Yeah, they've got some pitching. They do this year. I like their pitching. How they're so?
1: I mean, it's early. It's early, but so far. Their pitching staff has impressed me. Their relief pitchers have impressed me. And all this talk about the Braves and their bullpen, I'm really not that impressed. I know JoJo Reyes is on in, in, on on the injured list, but still, I mean, your closer is Billy Wagner, dude. Yeah. Eleven years in the league, in several teams, and you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, uh, how confident are you in that closer against this kind of right. lineup? So I like Colorado at the dog
0: price. I like him. In, I like him in game one. Uh, do you like anything in that second matchup on Saturday? Uh, Jimenez, and uh, who's pitching for uh, Atlanta? The I can't say this guy's name. Yeah, the... There's a lot of yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's pitched well.
1: Um, Jimenez was a stud that year. And then, you know, I think he he was a little overpowering is what it was. His command was the issue. He was trying to throw too hard, I think, for a starter. And uh, this year, if he could put it together and have another season like that magical year where they went on that mm-hmm. tear late in the season to get to the playoffs, he's going to carry this team, you know, pretty far. The
0: Brave starter on Saturday, his last 22 starts, he's got an ERA of 3.45, and what i like. This will be his first career start against Colorado, and I always truly believe that it's a huge advantage oh, yeah. for the pitcher. The first sure, time, sure, he sure, sure, sure. So, um, especially the first time through the lineup, I like um, to look for unders.
1: In them situations, them first five unders, don't forget there's so many different wagers you can make in the, the today's era, man. you could take advantage of so many opportunities, don't that, ever be that's afraid. actually
0: a very good point on you know when you've got a rookie you know starting you know under the first five baby because yeah. they haven't seen him throw right. You know, and then you can you can make some nice team totals too. exactly. Take, exactly, you know, bet against the team taking the under on a team total. So some really good stuff. That's going to wrap up the preview of the Colorado Rockies and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, we're in agreement. We like Colorado on the Friday matchup. I got a small lean to Atlanta on the Saturday matchup, and. Um, You can check out all of our videos at pregame.tv. And remember, you can always download and listen. Just go to iTunes, search pregame.com. You'll be able to find all of our podcasts. For Vegas Runner, I'm Marco D'Angelo. Thanks for watching us. We'll be back next week. Uh, Good luck with all of your wagers. Enjoy the start of the playoffs. That's the time of the year we wait for. Welcome to This Week in Vegas, a better's view. I'm Marco D'Angelo, joined each and every week by my partner in crime, Vegas Runner. VR, what's happening? It's... NBA playoffs start this weekend, ready to... This is when the NBA season really... Really, yeah, yeah,
1: because, I mean, let's tell the truth. During the season, I mean, I I watch some games here and there, we all do, but, I mean, there's a few marquee games that matter, we get into as fans, but the truth is, it's such a long season. I mean, it really comes down to now in the playoffs is when
0: I really get into the NBA. Well, the fact that so many teams make the playoffs exactly to start with too. exactly and uh, you know in most NBA games you know it doesn't matter you can watch you know the whole game or you can watch the last the last five, five minutes, minutes sure exactly and you get the uh, the cover or not but NBA playoffs start on Saturday I'll give a little promo plug we will be doing um, a video of uh, VR and myself where we talk about NBA handicapping and we'll tell you things to look for in the playoffs discuss a few theories of playoffs
1: you've had good success to the years. I,
0: I love the NBA yeah, playoffs. Yeah, you really have.
1: you taught me a lot about it's, handicapping the playoffs.
0: It's great because it's a situation where you're you're playing the same. You know, maybe the same. Team yeah, seven so, times. so, so a situational
1: handicapper like yourself has such an advantage over a, a power rating type handicapper because your number is what it is. Right. I mean, what are you going to? How much can you adjust it for? Only after a result or two. I and, mean, the Bulls are going to be this. Mm, this is the spread when they're in Chicago. This is the spread, right. what it should be when they're in Cleveland. Your adjustments are going to be minuscule at best. So, I mean, there's very little you could do other than that. But a situational handicapper, based on oh, Game 1, Game 2, Game 3, Game 4, result
0: Public so much. Public perception comes yeah. in to be more so. And we'll get into detail in this sure, in sure. video. But, uh Baseball first week of the uh, season
1: I mean, as long of a season as it is, I really am one who believes that early on, those first three or four weeks, you could get a a, a good feeling for a team. And I mean, obviously, from then on, they have to stay healthy, which is key because it's such a long season. And, And you hope down the stretch they didn't use their arms up too much, but... I think early on is when you see what a team's all about because here's where they're motivated. You know they are when yeah, a season right. starts. You're motivated. You're not behind too much in the standings. You know the crowd's into it. So you see what the team really has, and that's why I like to wait on my futures till I see the first couple series because I think the teams do tell us so much. And then they get into their rhythm, into their normal routine,
0: and they go on. The winning teams win almost six out of ten, and Losing teams lose four out of ten. The other good thing about early season baseball for me is that us as handicappers can get in front of Vegas. Yeah. We can be ahead of the value. Way ahead yes. of the market. You're so right. We talked about that yesterday with Danny Mike on their
1: show um, how, like a team, Minnesota Twins, the market has not caught up with how good this team just may be. Mm-hmm. You know, signing all them players, healthy
0: this year. Um, I mean, they definitely they're they're a team that's making a push because you know it's a new ballpark exactly. this year, and, and you want to get. But they're reflecting buzz
1: that. I mean, they were already a dog at home this morning. You know, with Lariano on the on the mound, one of their top guys, they were only a minus one twenty favorite. So I mean, you're so right. The market takes a while to adjust, and. You really can take advantage of that
0: because in the other, and that's a perfect example to segue from you saying with Minnesota. On the flip side of that, Minnesota is the unknown team, the, the unknown commodity of how much they've improved. And on the flip side to that, you have the Boston Red Sox with the past reputation that you're paying the premium for because the marquee of the name, exactly. The name in the past history of the last few years. So great situational yeah. handicapping, and, and it's just like you know we say it over and over again sports betting is just like the stock market you want to buy low uh, yeah sell high
1: exactly and, and now i think because what you said is it's so new to everyone and, and more or less i mean let's tell like it is the odds makers the betters everyone's kind of guessing i mean we don't have the data to support our perception because there's just the stats aren't there we're it's, going on you past. say the key word
0: it's perception that's all what You're it is we're betting on perception exactly and we're putting our expertise against Vegas' exactly. expertise exactly and we're the ones that are doing it for a living so we've got to be better I, than I couldn't
1: that. I couldn't put it better and we have the edge that their objective is to help balance money for the books. Our objective is to find value.
0: Put it in the pocket. Exactly.
1: So I think betters have a a, a huge advantage there. Big day coming up for the big guy next (laughs) week. Uh, Marco's getting married. So I don't think we're going to have a this week in Vegas.
0: Well, you know, it's going to be one hell of a week in Vegas, let me tell you that. Uh, Best
1: man is sitting right here riding shotgun and uh, as best man that makes me in charge of getting him to the wedding making sure he's there ready to go focused on the job at hand and more importantly I'm also the man in charge of his bachelor party and when you put VR in charge of a bachelor party here in Vegas you're guaranteed a good time so if you are going to be in town next week you definitely want to get in touch with one of us two and find out where that Party will be going
0: well. I know that there's a couple flights coming in on Wednesday from uh, the East Coast, Pittsburgh, and uh, the boys are coming. Yeah, the people are flying time. all
1: over. It's going to be a so, good time, man. I'm, I'm my happy hometown for you.
0: boys are coming, ready to party, and and I told them you're a legend. So you know you got to. Uh, uh, they're in for a good time. <laughs> believe me, believe uh, me. They're, they're hopefully. This will not be the sequel to The Hangover, and I will not go missing in action. No, 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 you no. I, I like I like your wife too much. I like your fiancé too much. If it was someone I didn't like,
1: I probably had a spite. I'd bring them there drunk. <laughs> But because I do like her, uh-huh. I'm gonna make sure you're a gentleman. At well, least, Lori, Lori at least the day look, of the
0: wedding, well, she knows to look for me on the roof of Caesar's Palace, just in case. <laughs> if, happens, if we're missing, you know, check that out. But it's definitely gonna be a great time next week. Uh, we'll be. I don't. We don't know the schedule exactly. What we're gonna do? We'll probably have an early podcast next week, maybe for uh, previewing some NBA playoff games. That'll be. But going. that'll that'll be it next week. And we'll be have a different schedule uh see what the big guy decides on and uh how about the books not putting out nba lines until I, minutes ago yeah it this is a situation we're going to be you know previewing the games for the uh playoffs and me and vr uh during our lunch break today uh we we've got lunch coming in we're going to be breaking down the games today. and noon it's noon on thursday it, they already different. knew most of the
1: matchups. Let's tell it like it is. Uh, most of the matchups were decided. The West had a few
0: things to, to settle. Yeah, jiggle. but
1: but more or less they had what this is going to happen. Happened. This is going to happen. Right. This is going to happen. Right. So you should start setting up a price. Right. You set up a price. You should be able to put out a number for the first game at least. Are they? I mean, especially with the limits up for playoffs. So much more public betters getting involved in the party, and yet they're still afraid that the odds
0: maker's number isn't as sharp as the wise guys. Well, I think this goes back to... Um Two, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it was two years ago where they were putting numbers on the playoffs in the the home teams in that first yeah, series yeah, yeah. was just covering every number. Covering yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And they couldn't bring they couldn't bring a number. Yeah, yeah. And it was two years. Ago. They took a lot of heat. I yeah, mean, yeah.
1: They were getting killed. You know, every home team was covering the number. I remember that.
0: You know, and they were stubborn. They kept yeah. sending they, the numbers. They wouldn't the adjust. The, they wouldn't adjust. They stuck to those
1: power ratings like they were. Were, you know law and they were getting killed
0: by the public by every sports books were not happy with uh, no, not know, at all not know, at all with, with the job they did, did. so I,
1: I think you're right it's just like they learned their lesson when the st louis rams won the super bowl and now we'll never see odds of 200 to one Honestly. unless the team's just about mathematically eliminated <laughs> you know and then they'll put it up <laughs> there just so it looks pretty up there in the lights you know 900 to one yeah but you're never going to get that before a season starts more
0: or less not to, not with parody anymore. Hey, this has been This Week in Vegas. I'm Marco D'Angelo. He's a Vegas runner. Be sure to check out all of the videos at pregame.tv. We'll be covering all of this week's action, preview a couple of the series. Uh, we're going to preview, uh, just give you a teaser, the Bulls and the Cavs and the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah, and, the LA, and the L.A. Lakers. About. So, A um, couple great series we'll be talking about and the how to handicap the playoffs. Good stuff. Hopefully I'll, you know, he won't lose me somewhere next week. Nah, nah. But I'm Marco D'Angelo, Vegas runner. Thanks for watching. This has been This Week in Vegas.